Welcome to the Westridge Young Adult Podcast with Brad and April Chandler. Ha ha. Ha ha. So we don't have that intro anymore. Do you want to tell the story about the intro, babe? I've, I mean, if you really want me to, sure. So we felt like we needed some kind of intro to the podcast when we started it a few months ago. And I wanted someone else to be able to record it instead of one of us because we do it. We do the podcast. So I just recorded something really fast just to have something. And then since we never really got anyone to record anything else, it just kind of stuck. <laughs> and then there was a couple of people who actually liked it. But then there's a lot <laughs> of other me. people. <laughs> I was not one of those people. <laughs> there's a lot of other people who didn't like it. And I never really loved it, but that's why it was there in the first place. Yeah. But it's also why it is no longer there. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so you're listening to the Young Adult Podcast. This is April and Brad Chandler. (laughs) Better intro. Okay. I don't know that it was better, but... No, it was. was There it is. So we have a pile of questions here that were not passed out. We have a pile of questions here from young adults. And actually... It was kind of a problem because Brad also teaches middle schoolers, and they did the same thing. They passed out papers and had middle schoolers ask questions, and then he did the same at a young adult gathering. So we have this huge pile of questions, and half are from middle school kids, and half are from young adults. So, mm-hmm. And what's fun is we can't always tell which is which, <laughs> both by the handwriting, spelling, <laughs> And just the nature of the question. Yes. But I I could tell some of the middle schoolers, and you also told me you knew some of these were from middle schoolers, and they're super cute questions, and I love them, so I wanted to ask a, ask a couple questions to you, Brad, before we start getting into the young adult questions. Are you cool with that? I'm totally good with it. Okay. This is from a girl named Natalie. Okay. What's the weirdest dream you've ever had? So, I, I have a hard time remembering dreams. I don't... I know I dream. I know everyone dreams, but I don't remember them when I wake up for the most part. Unless I woke up at some point and then fell back asleep towards the end of me sleeping. Yeah, that's like you were usually, interrupted. Yeah, that's yeah. usually when I remember a dream. Just think of one that you remember. I mean, I've had several dreams where I dreamt I was falling and then I literally was falling out of the bed. <laughs> that's happened a bunch. There was. Since we've been married? Well, no, not since we've been married. <laughs> this is when you were like a kid. I mean, yeah, a bunch like when I was. A kid and teenager, like, that would happen. Okay, so, like, 20 years ago. (laughs) Sure. Okay. (laughs) But, I mean, I've had just weird, crazy dreams that don't even seem to connect. Like, somehow, a a huge snake is chasing me, and I'm scared to death, because I hate snakes. And then, all of a sudden, I am a superhero, like, fighting crime. But then, the person I'm trying to catch turns out to be like a family member like my brother or something and then all of a sudden we're like in a river like whitewater rat like it's just weird like the my weirdest dreams are ones that don't seem to really flow but somehow in the dream it seems like they do it all connects and it makes sense but then when i wake up and think about it it's like that doesn't make any sense at all yeah Uh, that was craziness yeah i had a dream last night that i was hanging out with Kristen bell I was mm. telling you about that. And her mm-hmm. husband, Dax Shepard. Mm-hmm. We were at, like, somebody's house just hanging out. Yeah. And I wasn't, like, fangirling or anything. I was just 
talking to her like she was one of my friends. Yeah. So. I think she appreciated that. Next time you, know? you have a dream like that, tell them I said, what's up? <laughs> I think you were there. <laughs> was I? I think you were in the kitchen with Dax Shepard and like the other uh, guys. Did I tell them what's up? I don't know. I no. hope so. Okay, here's another one. Okay. These are, oh, they're so cute. I just kept laughing when I was reading them. This one's not like super funny, but I was expecting questions about God. Mm-hmm. But the next one is, what is your favorite fast food fries? And it has an exclamation mark and a question mark. Yeah. So, so this is important. So when I did these questions originally in our middle school service at church, I did answer this one out loud. And, and here's my answer. Okay. Zaxby's fries yeah. are my favorite fries because they put seasoned salt on them. Mm-hmm. That's one reason. Mm-hmm. Number two is I really like Zaxby's sauces. And really, the fry is just a means to dip into a sauce. <laughs> kind of like chips and salsa. Like, I like chips all right, but I really love salsa. So, chips are just a way to get salsa in my mouth. <laughs> Zaxby's fries are a way to get, like, Zach sauce in my mouth. That's gross. Whatever. I'm sure a lot of people agree with you, though. Um, I do like their fries, too. They're good. But I don't like sauce. Mm. I just like the fries. Well, but- see, their fries I could eat by themselves. And most other fries, like, I really wouldn't. Gotcha. I wouldn't be able to. Yeah. I do like French fries. But, yeah, those might be my favorite French fries. But if you're talking fast food fries. But otherwise, if it's, like, a restaurant, I'm always going to pick the sweet potato fries. Mm-hmm. They're so good. Yeah, I'm usually. Not, not a fan. Okay, here's another question from a middle schooler. Mm. If you could stop one catastrophic event, what would you stop? <laughs> um... I would stop a tsunami. Which one? Any of them. Oh, I just assumed this meant something from the past. That's already happened? Yeah. Oh, well, if it's that, then I would say, I don't know, World War II. Like, (laughs) just stop it. (laughs) Keep it from happening. But if we're talking like natural disasters, then... Catastrophic event, babe. A catastrophic event would be World War, right? Yeah. Okay, World War II. It's done. It never happened. I would stop the Holocaust. Which is in... World War II. Bam. Yeah. We did it together. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go. Good job. We're a team. Um, if you won $5 million, what mm. would you use it for? Um, I would use it to feed the hungry. All of them? You think that Every would feed all of, of the hungry? At least a little bit. Give them some Zaxby's fries and Zax sauce. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a humanitarian. I am. I am. I really am. I think mine would be very boring because first I would like pay off everything <laughs> you're gonna give we would own our house all of our family they would all pay off their houses and all the debt would be gone from there hmm, i don't know mm. it would be hard i feel like i would want to give a lot to something humanitarian like that but to pick what it was well yeah i mean that would be hard if you get something like that you gotta help somebody with it yeah it's not just for you yeah but really like five million dollars i don't know that that goes very far you know I mean, I would definitely buy a pair of the power lace shoes that Nike makes from Back to the Future 2. <laughs> do those exist? They do now. Oh, okay. They literally have power <laughs> lace shoes now. <laughs> because you just can't be bothered to tie your shoes. Yeah, it's just too much work. <laughs> no, I really just want to look like Marty McFly from Back to the Future 2. <laughs> I'll get one of the puffy red vests. Yeah. Have the power lace shoes. Mm-hmm. That'd be awesome. I think that would be cool, too. Yeah, yeah you'd look hot, babe. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Here's the last one from 
the middle school group, and it's actually about God. So, okay. here it is, babe. Yeah. Can God build a rock that weighs more than he can hold? It <laughs> is a good question. So God can do anything, right? So we, we learned that from Scripture. If he can do anything, he could create the most massive, heaviest rock, rock. or boulder ever. Imaginable. Imaginable. But because he's also all-powerful, there would never be a rock that was more powerful than him. But or that strong means, than him or heavy than him. Was he powerful enough to make a rock that was heavier enough? See, it's like a, a circular... But But is it? Yes. I don't think it is because the, the basically you're saying could God create an entity that's bigger or stronger than Him? Mm-hmm. But He can't because then He wouldn't be God. But then you're saying God can't do something. It's not that you're saying He can't. You're saying He wouldn't. So He can. Well, He can do anything. So He can. <laughs> <laughs> See, I feel like we have not come to a real conclusion well, on this. Well, anytime you start asking like definitive questions about the creator of everything, God, like the one and only, you, it, you're not going to always come to a definitive answer. That's true. Because yeah. we're just people <laughs> and he is God. So There's some things we're never going to understand. Like the Brock question, yes. which by the way, props to the middle schooler that asked that. I know. It's hilarious. So okay. Now, now we got the young adult questions. We got the young adult questions. Okay. A lot of these are really good. All right. Yeah. And I think a lot of them we definitely need to answer. Um, so we're going to try to get through them fast, but if we can't, we will do another episode. Yeah, the next yeah. podcast yeah. will be the rest of the questions. Yeah. Let's start with this one. Are there any unforgivable sins? So the only sin that's even mentioned in a way that could be taken that way, like unforgivable, unforgivable yeah. would be blasphemy, uh-huh. which is, is really unbelief. Mm-hmm. Like not believing blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, is right? That what you're talking about, yeah. Like not not really believing God exists, not believing who He is, and so it's not that that is unforgivable as much as it is you're not accepting truth, like you're not accepting the reality of who God is, and so it's not God not forgiving you of that; it's you not accepting the gift that is Him. So aside from that, there's, I mean, there's no, no mention of any sin that is unforgivable in the Bible. And if there were, that would kind of negate the power of God and what Jesus did on the cross when he forgave us of all our sin and like conquered all of our sin. If it was, he conquered some of our sin, but not like a couple of the real bad ones. Some were a little too much for him. Yeah. Like that would, (laughs) he wouldn't be much of a savior if that was the case. Yeah. And it just wouldn't make sense. Like. That there's a few sins that are just too much or too big or yeah. too bad. I mean, God forgives us of all of them. Here's the verse that I think some people bring up mm-hmm. with that you were talking about. It says, truly, mm-hmm. it's Jesus talking. Truly, I tell you, all sins and blasphemies will be forgiven for the sons of for the sons of men. But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven, but is guilty of an eternal sin. And there's more. There's context to that. But mm-hmm. that's the one that you might here when you're coming across this idea of unforgivable sins. Mm-hmm. So nothing is too big for God. Nothing is a surprise to God. Mm-mm. None of our none of our sin, which is so comforting mm-hmm. <laughs> and awesome. Okay, next question. What is the point of life if we are eventually going to die? 
Well, it's definitely a cheery question. Like, it's <laughs> sunshine and rainbows on that one. Very happy. But it is a good question. I mean, if you exist just to not exist, like, why? Yeah. Why? What's the point of all this? Right. I'm sure, yeah, people have that question all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the, what you really have to start asking is, is why do I exist? Mm-hmm. And the reason we're told in the Bible that we exist is to know God and to be able to experience God, to be able to experience his love, to be able to experience a relationship with him, to be able to really experience who he made us to be by experiencing him. And so if the question is, well, then why? It's still, the question is still why, even after that answer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's because God chose to make us. He chose for us to live. He, he created us to know us and for us to know him. And, and he wanted to love us and he does love us. And we get this opportunity to love him back and to love each other. So if, if you hear that answer and you're still like, why, you know, I don't know what else to tell you, tell you. I mean, I <laughs> God chose for us to exist. Yeah. Um, and he wants to give us this gift of knowing him and experiencing life. I think the heart of it is just like someone trying to know their purpose in life, maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this question is, it kind of goes on the back of that one. If God hates sin, then mm-hmm. why did he let Adam and Eve have the chance to sin? Basically, why did he allow sin in the world? Right. Yeah, so that, I mean, that's a question I think all of us ask, you know? Yeah. Like, we have to ask that question. Yeah. Like, why did this even, like, why didn't God just stop it? Or yeah. not not make that tree that they couldn't eat from. Yeah, so the story of Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. You want to just tell that story really quick? You, just... you can. Go for it. Okay, in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> so God created the world, everything in it, the animals, the plants, then put Adam and Eve in this garden. Everything was perfect. They were naked. They weren't ashamed. They were made in God's image. The only thing God said was, don't touch this one tree, the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He just said, don't eat from it. So then the serpent tempted Eve, and Eve was like, no, God said, don't eat that. Um, and then the ser- serpent said, well, will you really die if you eat this? She also said, God said, we'll die if we touch this fruit or eat this fruit. So then she took the fruit and brought it to Adam and was like, let's do this. And he was like, okay. And <laughs> exactly, like <laughs> I'll that. do whatever you say. No. Um, so basically, they disobeyed God's one rule about about the garden, this perfect world that they lived in, and they ate it, and thus, that was the first sin, mm-hmm. right? And so then, that's why we, our bodies die because of that. That's why we can die. Yeah, it broke creation. Yeah. Yeah, so why did that happen? Why didn't God stop that from Why happening? was the tree even there? Well, I mean, the answer I always come back to with this, and this is what makes sense to me, but also seems to just match up with the definition of love and having an actual, like, real relationship is giving someone choice. So if you say to your creation you just made, so God just made Adam and Eve, and he says, okay, look, everything in the garden is for you to enjoy, to take care of, and there's no no opportunity to really do anything else. It's almost like they don't have a choice but to obey you and to do what you asked and to love you. There's no choice there. Mm-hmm. But if you give a way out, a, like a way for them to choose something else, 
You just give them the opportunity to. Like it's just there. You're, but you've said not to. Like you've you've also given them parameters and guidelines and the way in which they are supposed to respond and should respond. But yet they still have a choice. Then that is what enables them to really love and to really have a relationship with you, with God. Mm-hmm. And so by Adam and Eve choosing to not eat from the fruit for however long they chose to not do that, yeah. they're, I mean, they're genuinely loving God and obeying what he asked and, and not giving in to any kind of temptation to do anything other than that. So that matches up with more of what we know and what we see when people really love each other. Like they are faithful to one another. They sacrifice one another. They choose not to do things that would hurt the other person. That's what happens in relationships. But then at this one point when they are tempted to sin, to do what God asked them not to do, they give in to it. And it breaks that relationship. It messes up what God had created in the first place in a world in which sin never existed. Like there was never a disobeying God before that when it comes to his creation and people. So that choice, though, is ultimately why it existed in in order for them to truly experience loving God and having it like a, a real authentic relationship with God. There had to be a choice and an ability to not love God. Like he gives us that choice. You can love him or not love him. He doesn't make you love him. Yeah. He loves you no matter what, mm-hmm. but we don't have to. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's the general answer of why it exists. I think there's part of us that wishes it didn't exist and we can just not have that temptation to sin and sin just didn't exist, not only for Adam and Eve, but for us now. Like we could just not have to worry about that. Mm -hmm. And that is going to be a future reality for us where there won't be sin anymore. In heaven. Right. But uh, for now, it's since Adam and Eve did choose to sin, sin is a part of of the the world now. But God has has given us this way to to overcome that mistake that Adam and Eve made because he overcame it. Jesus yeah. overcame it. He conquered it. He took the penalty of sin away by taking death away and and continues to prove his love for us. So basically putting putting the chance to sin the opportunity putting that tree in the middle of the garden was another expression of his love for us. By giving us the freedom. By giving us freedom, right. Yeah. yeah. It makes me think of being parents because literally when God created us, he took parts of himself and created us in his image. So when you have kids, the kids are being created in your image. And in a sense, you know, they look like and act like a little bit like you. Yes. So it's very similar. And then when you are teaching them and you're raising them, you're telling them the things that they need to stay away from because you will die if you go in the street and a car hits you, you know, but, but if you just kept your kids like under lock and key their whole lives, like that's not loving them. I mean, just imagine if God didn't give us any choice, any choice at all, it would be similar to like if our parents never let us make those choices for ourselves. I think we wouldn't be like, why did God allow us to have this, you know, we'd be like, wow, thank God we have a choice. <laughs> We're not just forced to love him or forced into this. I don't know. It wouldn't be real. Anyway, <laughs> 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 I think you know what I'm saying, right? 
We okay. all know what you're saying. You know what yes. I'm saying. Let's yes. go to the next question. Okay, this next question. How do I know God is real? We all have this question, I feel like, at one point or another. How do we know God is real? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something about this because I took our youngest to the podiatrist the other day. He's two and a half. He's two and a half. He, we thought he had a broken foot. He does have something... I, I still don't understand what so, he said about it. <laughs> something's jacked up in his something's foot. Something's jacked up. So he's wearing a soft cast at the at the moment. But anyway, when I was in the office waiting for the doctor to come in, I was looking at this picture of the human foot, and it was amazing. And just like how all the muscles and the tendons join up to each toe and like how it all works together, like the, even just the human foot is awesome like amazing just how it works so perfectly anyway I had the thought when I was looking at it of like even a foot like makes me believe God is real there's there's so much around us that I think we just take for granted that really if we just sat and looked at it like it's not there's no way this could be an accident like when a baby is born when a baby is created like out of nothing like they weren't here before and now they're here and they like their body works and they'll grow and they'll become a, an adult. Like all of that, I feel like is just such a big clue. <laughs> it tells us that God is real. Mm -hmm. So for you, like creation is a big thing that helps you know God exists. Yeah. For, yeah. for me, that's definitely, yeah. I don't see how any of that. I mean, I could see how maybe like small things could happen uh -huh. by chance. But for for all of these things, for just the human body to happen by accident and work to me I just don't think that's possible yeah well I mean Romans talks about God's creation causing us to not have an excuse for not knowing that he exists yeah the fact that he's made all the things around us but the Bible also talks about he's put the heart of eternity in us like the desire the yearning for eternity in us and we desire to know more like we want to know why we want to big questions like one of the ones we just answered why do we exist why does everything exist why what happens next you know like after this life why do we even ask that question well i mean it, the bible says and what i would agree with is because god put it there put that like desire in you because it does exist like something beyond this exists ecclesiastes three eleven, and it says he being god has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart. Yet no one can fathom what God has done from the beginning to end. And I've heard different teachers and, and communicators talk about how when you start getting into like those bigger questions and those bigger ideas, and you start talking about things like reality, like what is reality? And I mean... What we know right now is what we can see and feel and think. And God is outside of those things. Like, he's bigger than those things. He created those things. And so, eternity is beyond that the physical that we see right now. And there is a spiritual side of life. Like, you're not truly alive until that part of you comes to life and knowing God. And that's the part of you that lives forever with him is what we see in scripture. And so for some of us, it's hard to grasp that because we don't see it. Like it's not visible and there is an element of faith to it. 
that plays into it. But but there are things in the physical, like you're talking about, that point us to the spiritual, that point us to the eternal, that point us to the God who made all of it. And the other thing for me, as far as how I know God exists, other than just the desire for something else and something bigger and, and something that lasts forever, is just life experience. I mean, there's just things that happen in this world that you can't really explain other than the, the only thing that makes sense to me is God. Like, how is it that someone can look at someone else who's behind a big pane of thick glass in a prison and forgive them because that person on the other side of the glass killed their mother or their son or their daughter, but they're mm-hmm. able to forgive them? Mm-hmm. How can that even happen? Well, to me, because God exists and He yeah. He is love and He embodies forgiveness like he is he is these things he gives us these things he enables things like that to happen how is it that that someone can have incurable stage four cancer one day and then come in for a checkup a day or two later and all of a sudden it's all gone Mm -hmm. like how does stuff like that happen to me the only thing that makes sense really is god like god does that he can heal anything he can do anything he enables miraculous things to happen and he is the one who enables us to experience the real things in life like love and relationships and this stuff that just is beyond science and it's beyond explanation and it's beyond algorithms and math equations and Mm -hmm. it's just beyond us like we try to always explain stuff and there's some of us that connect with different things like you connect with creation and that points you back to god but somebody else might need something else to help them really experience and know who God is. But God can do that too. Like he, he can reveal himself through all those ways. So life experience, the things that I read in scripture match up with me, what I see and what I experience as far as desiring him and wanting something more. And then what you're saying too, like matches up as well. Like God says, all this stuff I hear is pointing back to me. When we, we were in a ministry that is at Westridge, it's called Reengage, and it's for married couples. And we heard so many testimonies in that ministry of couples who one or the other was unfaithful to the other one, and just how God brought the couple reconciliation and just completely healed their marriage. And I think that was an awesome testimony to who God is and who He can be. In our lives, you know? Mm-hmm. So when you were talking about how you can see God through that, it made me think mm-hmm. of, of that. Because normally when you hear about a, like a, a spouse being unfaithful to the other, it's just like, well, you know, that's the end of that. They just separate and, you know, good riddance or whatever. But this one was talking about how God was speaking to the one who was wronged to stay with their spouse. And then the one who did the wrong to make things right again and just like how God can put something so broken back together again. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. It's just awesome. But I, I also think a lot of times this question comes from a place of pain, like somebody who's seeing the other side mm-hmm. of that. Like they'll see, like if God is real, why would, you know, somebody in, who I love, why did they die in this horrible way? Or why did they die when I was young before I could even know them or why does this person have cancer or you know if God is real why do so many bad things happen in the world so I guess what I was saying about a lot of times this question coming from a place of pain Mm -hmm. 
maybe the subject of the question is not necessarily, is God real? But what they really want to know is, why would God let this happen in my life? Which we already kind of talked about. We did? <laughs> I mean, kind of. Why does God let bad like things sin. happen? Why does sin exist? Yeah. That's a bad thing. Those are bad things. Yeah. But then there are things, which I think is what you're talking about, that aren't sin, but just bad things. I mean, we talked why about... Why bad World... things happen to me? Or like to good why people? Why did World War II happen? Like, that was the yeah. thing we talked about earlier, that we would stop. Why did it happen in the first place? Yeah. Why did God well, let the, answer... the Holocaust happen? But I mean, the answer is sin. Because, like, because sin happened. People chose to not obey God. God says to love each other. Instead, people are killing each other. Like, that's yeah. obviously not what God called you to. Yeah. So, it's kind of the same answer, though. Mm-hmm. Like, God gives us choice. Because he gives us choice, we can not choose him. And when we don't choose him, we hurt ourselves or other people. And he's constantly trying to call us back to something better, something greater, and call call us back to himself. Yeah. I heard somebody say once, like, if bad things are happening, why are you letting them happen in the world around you? Like, instead of just blaming everything on God, like, why do you let the bad things happen? Mm -hmm. Why do you... You know, sometimes we're the ones who are making the bad things happen, you know, around us. And so mm-hmm. it's just a way to look at that mm-hmm. intros- introspectively, I guess. All right. So we've tackled kind of a lot of questions already, and we are going to have to do this in two parts. So we will wrap this one up for this week, but we will pick up the rest of these questions for next week's podcast. So until then. Sounds good. We love you. Bye. For more information about Westridge Church and our young adult ministry, please go to westridge.com slash YA.